You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to Uncommon Truth, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, I am joined today by just Steve, sadly, or happily <laughs> happily for her. She's in, away in Hawaii, but for us, we're uh, yeah. just the two guys today, but I'm sure we'll have a good time. I was listening to last week's, man. She was on a roll. Yeah. She was doing good. Same. It was really good stuff. Yeah, we've been, been really enjoying this whole season with the letters to the churches, and then now we're looking at... Ephesians, and I think it's been we're getting some really good revelation, and I'm excited for uh, today's as well. Amen so. and amen. What are we looking at? We're gonna look at Ephesians too, but before we go there, I just felt like we should probably. <clears throat> Vicky's not here to do the social fun part, but maybe I should ask you some sort of question. So, what's uh, hmm. what's going good in your life? Well, uh, what's really going good is that my grandkids have their grandma with them, yeah. and uh, that is always a happy moment. And then I get videos of. When she surprises them and she does stuff, you know, and and then she's walking on cloud nine because she's with two of her grandkids that we don't get to see every day. And, you know, we got five. We don't get to see much anymore. And um, Vicky's just a magical grandma. And so that's what's really going good in my life. The other things are just uh, living and loving Jesus for me is uh, day to day walk in in just wonder and grace to, to know him and be known by him, an effort to know him. Yeah. It seemed lately that the Lord's been uh, really moving powerfully in His presence in our services lately, and that's been really fun to be part of. Like, you know, that, that is really fun. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, hard to believe it's not the main focus of mm-hmm. people's lives. Yeah. I don't know how you live without a good church, without a church where the corporate gathering produces such an incredible presence, a feeling and hearing and seeing, and uh, it's just amazing to me. Don't get me wrong, everybody, you really have to have that in your own personal life. Yeah. But what the corporate, the corporate gathering brings Mm -hmm. when you come in, especially when you come in agreement, you come in unity, and I've never seen a church more in agreement, more in unity than ours. It's it's really, really uh, a, a time to be alive, really, to be at the Father's house. It's the unity and the wonder of it is just, it's really special. Yeah. That's a special place. And that's really for me, because that's what my life's all about, is the kingdom. Having the Father's house be, be something, such a comfort, a just a strength, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what I always wanted it to be for me and for others, you know, yeah. mine and mine and everyone else. And it seems to be becoming that. And that's, that's the greatest thing happening in my life. That's really cool. And would you tell us a little bit about your, your new project, your uh, the Jesus? Well, I'm calling it today Jesus Walk, but somebody suggested the Jesus Experience, and I just love it. Mm. So I don't know where we're going to land because it's Jesus Walk. It's, it truly is a Jesus Walk. I guess if you have any Catholic background, you would liken it to the Stations of the Cross. Mm. It's probably where I get my inspiration from, but I, I feel a an incredible anointing calling to do this walk where you mm-hmm. enter this amazing entryway yeah. in front of you is this pond as this uh, man-made mm-hmm. like a koi pond like a garden pond right with a wall around it and the walk has a wall around it that mm-hmm. uh, and the entrance has all looks 
gives the appearance of a of a of a Jerusalem in ruins. You right. know? We're looking back at what Jerusalem's architecture mm-hmm. and stuff looks like, the ancient stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And we're but we're not talking like a little thing. We're talking a fairly yeah, it's probably scale. Like yeah, it's fairly. You know, it's only about six hundred feet of walking. Mm-hmm. You know you know circuitous okay. path up a mountain yeah up a hill to top of a rock hill right. we have this really neat little yeah. rock mountain in the middle of our property right there and so at the top of course is the cross and on the way you have the sermon on the mount and you've got the prayer in gethsemane him carrying the cross him falling yeah. with the cross yeah and then him on the cross and then on the back side you have the empty tomb you have him in the him and him meeting the women saying, why do you look for the living mm-hmm. amongst the dead and tell my disciples I'll meet them in Jerusalem. Yeah. On down to, you know, w- with several other statues, mm-hmm. but um, at the bottom it's the ascension into heaven with wow. I go to prepare a place for, or I, I'm going to send you a comforter. Mm-hmm. Just amazing address as he left the earth uh, in his physical form after the resurrection. And so at the top, at the cross, there's two um, pretty nice uh, ponds that mm-hmm. will have fish in them. Uh, algae eating fish and then there's a river coming down both sides so wow. there's two rivers down to the main pond at the bottom and they're all man-made yeah. you know with pumps and all yeah. that stuff garden you know and it just it's amazing beautiful phenomenal and if we can get it done someday you know uh, it's what i'm working on and, and what's the what's the vision behind that the vision behind it is to find is to meet jesus mm-hmm. is to see the to follow the cross the path the way of the cross mm-hmm. to the cross and have an encounter with jesus all the way yeah and then have an encounter with resurrection and and really feel the calling what jesus did on the earth he called men come i'll make you fishers of men until he said go into all the world and preach the gospel and then said i will come to you as i will send this i will come to you yeah. and and you'll receive power mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like the mission of jesus becoming a man spending it with men on earth and so when you walk this path i want you to follow that path i want you to come to his cross and i think sometimes we just forget that he suffered for our sins and then on the way down it's that he conquered death for us death has no sting and and that he has a purpose for us to go preach the gospel and make disciples Mm -hmm. in every nation and then of course the promise of uh, you don't have to do this by yourself the holy spirit will do it with you and so just an inspiring time to reflect and separate yourself from this world a place to go separate yourself i tend to like to go into churches that have really nice cross displays Mm -hmm. or even crucifixes Mm -hmm. um and no agreement with any theology or, or or ways of doing it but i just that itself just brings me to a center that's unbelievable and 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 inspires me to go on so that's kind of the project I'm working on, along with Avi's Place, yeah. which is the handicap, the full included uh, um, playground with uh, the mud run, which yeah. is coming up for free mud run for free mudder for children. Yep, with thousands of kids, and uh, those are the ones I'm working on yeah. the most. But I also have houses we're yeah. building, lots of um, lots of portables yeah. for classrooms and for for us using to increase our education process. Yeah. Um, and then the day-to-day life of pastoring people. Yeah. You're a busy man. And I do this crazy good podcast. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heard the, the ho- Holy Spirit yeah. shows up for every time. He does. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's dive into today's topic. All right. We uh, opened up Ephesians last week, and we're going to continue going through that. We're going to look at Ephesians 2 today, and I'm in the right translation this time, so I'm going <laughs> to start reading. So uh, 
from verse one, it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were, chil- and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, that's a nice phrase there, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. That's a bunch in 10 verses, man. That's a lot of bunch. <laughs> it That's is a lot like, of words. That's like, whoa, that just, you know, it, just, just flowing, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the, that is crazy. the foundation of our faith, I think. And, it has a foundation, yeah. yes. Yes. So. I mean, I'll let you, I'm sure you've got something you want to share from. Well, my uh, commentary yeah. just from reading it would yeah. be this crazy um, declaration telling you, you know, you used to be dead in yeah. sin. Well, you weren't dead. You were a lot, you lived on the earth, but you were destined to die for this. And, yeah. and it was a dead way of living. And of course it's what we've all done and what we're, you know, the world is surrounding us now is doing is living yeah. for death. And, and there's even a spirit of murder and death on us as we, as we go on with all these wars and these right. sicknesses and these, you know, abortions and yeah. all the things that we do to uh, live this life of death. But then we came alive, right? And it was just this formerly. Mm-hmm. And when he says formerly, this is not uncommon. This is a very common thing for Paul to do. He describes the formerly as being children of disobedience. Right. And, and that you not just are alive and were formerly dead, you were disobedient and now you are obedient. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in to say, not saved by works, you know, the works, but he doesn't, he's not equating that it, disobedience and obedience is who you used to be and who you are. Right. So therefore it's not a work to be who you are, mm-hmm. but he, we, but I mean, it, it's supposed to be a natural order of coming alive is that you no longer walk in disobedience or mm-hmm. sin. And he says, lust of the flesh, indulging yep. in the desires of the flesh, yep. mind, by, who, like we used to be when we were children walking in the wor- world, which is the outcome of the wrath of God and even all this other stuff, even as the rest, I think he says. Yep. And, but God, being rich in his mercy, we just talked about predestination right. last week, made a plan for us to come alive. Yeah. And in coming alive means we are no longer disobedient. We are no longer walking according to the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of people said, well, that's, well, that's a doctrine of works. Well, I, I didn't make it up. It's what he's saying. <laughs> it's who you formerly were. Right. If you're going to be alive, that has to be former, not, com- not, to, not to get, not now. Right. You're not supposed to say I'm alive, but I'm still stuck in lust mm-hmm. of my flesh and indulgence of mm-hmm. my flesh and in disobedience. Right. Why well, bring the things from 
death into new life, right? And then he says, you know, that again, he says, show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us. And so it's just being very kind to offer us this life. But still, the offering of a gift like this kindness of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. dying on a cross for us, paying the penalty of our sins, that kindness is extended to us. He had a plan for that. He planned it from the beginning to offer it. What's your plan? Are you planning to accept it? Mm. Or are you just stating that you already have and that you're still living death? Wow. See, the death and the life can't do. And Paul says, what does light have to do with darkness? You can't be in the darkness and the light. You can't be alive and dead. And so you can't be doing these things. Wow. And, and it, right in the thing where he says, we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace, mm-hmm. lest any man should boast. He says, we're created. We who are in life are created in a new born again nature for good works. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so clear. If you're living in death, then you're not going to be saved by works. Right. It's like, okay, how do I get to heaven? I'll work my way. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. Jesus paid away. There's a, you can't pay this debt. It's too big for you. Right. Never, no, no amount of good works. All your works like filthy rags will not impress him. Yep. But there's this way over here that he paid a ransom for you. Mm-hmm. And if you go that way, now your good works will will be seen as righteous works they're no longer filthy rags they are righteous works Mm -hmm. in jesus christ you're a new creature you're no longer doing the sins of death you're doing the works of life Mm -hmm. and and it's the scripture that's used for works aren't necessary and yet it's the scripture that tells you that works are what you're created for yeah not as a pathway to salvation But going this way and accepting this plan, okay, I like the plan God had to save me. I'm going to go ahead and choose the one he has to save me. Mm -hmm. And in the choice of that plan, that walk has works, works of obedience, works of righteousness, works of mercy, Mm -hmm. works of sacrifice, giving, works of, let's culminate it all in one word, works of love. Yeah. It is works of loving as you've been loved, Mm -hmm. giving as it's been given to you, freely it's been given to you freely give you have been forgiven so therefore forgive and if you don't forgive your forgiveness Mm -hmm. will be taken away what are you going to do with that now you're back into this side where the only chance choice you got is to try to work your way to heaven and you cannot Mm -hmm. over here you're not working your way to heaven he worked his our he worked worked our our way way to heaven heaven. but our works are in that vein is works yeah so salvation isn't by works. Mm-hmm. Salvation is works. Mm-hmm. You accept salvation, it's works. Mm-hmm. You have to live your life right. You have to live in obedience. You have to follow. You have to learn. You have right. to deny the flesh. Right. Because only dead people don't deny the mm-hmm. flesh. Living people, people who have new life, right. people who are born again, right. deny the flesh. That's what those scriptures yeah. said. They're never taught that way. In, in my experience, it's mm-hmm. like... This is, it is so plainly written. Mm-hmm. It is so clear, isn't it? Yeah. It is so clearly what I just said, mm-hmm. that if you, you, who you formerly were in death, you did these things. And now that you're in life, you do these things. Mm-hmm. And you, in your death, you can't possibly work your way to heaven. There is no way to be saved through those works. Right. You choosing, I'm going to do good things. I'm going to just give all my money away. I mean, that's, that'll get me to heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just do nothing, nothing but good stuff. Yeah. He said, you can't do that. You've already sinned. You've got to go over here to Jesus 
who did the works to heaven for you, but that path is defined as good works. Mm -hmm. I think think the author here, right, with Paul, right, he, prior to meeting Jesus on the road, uh, he he lived his whole life by works for Judaism, right, passionately works, right, and he's like, he has this revelation that that could never have saved me, and he's probably writing from that vein of like, there's no way you can have enough zeal or passion to justify yourself. He was the zeal, total zeal, Total zeal to obey the Jewish standards. And he had passionate zeal. And in our opinion, Paul's great feeling of less than comes from the fact that he killed people's fathers and and, and, and brothers Mm -hmm. and sons in that zeal for their belief in Jesus. And he's saying, you know, that no matter how hard I did, it wouldn't have got me to heaven. Right. Wouldn't have been saved by yeah. that. I had to find Jesus, and then he tell. I mean, then his life as an example is one of phenomenal works yeah. of righteousness right. and service and sacrifice. Yeah. And let's culminate again: love, yeah. loving. And that's what this this is so incredibly clear to me. There's no way around it, mm-hmm. and and yet it's 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 bumper stickered. This has bumper stickers in it. It like does. we are saved by grace mm-hmm. and that through faith and not, you know yeah. not by works lest any everyone likes to bumper sticker mm-hmm. that but who's he talking to yeah he's saying formerly dead yeah when we were formerly dead this was true now that we're form now that we're alive this is true we are created for good works mm-hmm. it is the it is the lifestyle of being a Christian mm-hmm. and just to clarify you're not you know you talked of now we're alive. We have to put off, deny the flesh, put off this, do, you know, live this way. The grace portion of it comes in, which is it also, it covers us when we fall, fail at doing that, right? It's not an expectation mm-hmm. that all of a sudden now I can never have a selfish moment. I can never, and that now I'm done. It's you said if we sin. Yeah. So if we have those moments right. and we sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Confess, yeah. He who confesses his sins, yeah. Jesus will forgive him. Right. And, that goes along with all the other stuff. You can't Correct. you can't set this aside as by itself. Mm-hmm. He will be forgiven if you forgive. Mm-hmm. You won't be judged if you don't judge. Right. You'll be given to if you give. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's this avenue is all works. Mm-hmm. You were saved by grace, and in that road, it's all the works of being in that road. Yeah. Over here. If you're not saved by grace, no matter what you do, no matter how many, how many good works you do, you can't make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's what that's talking about. That's good. That's, so explain to us a little bit that this this phrase that is the bump sticker phrasing is in verse 8, right? For, for grace you have been saved through faith and not that of works is the gift of God. You've, you've often given a really good explanation of, of how grace and faith work together like that i can't remember how you put it but so you know for for grace you've been saved through faith and um so by grace that's how we're saved right Mm -hmm. and that is here's here's why it's grace you can't be good enough to go to heaven you're like a dead person Mm -hmm. living in flesh and selfishness and Jesus over here died on a cross to pay your penalty for those sins. Right. The grace part of it is it was unmerited favor for you that was unearned. Mm. 
the fact that he did that, you didn't earn him doing, you don't deserve him doing it for right. you. There is no explanation that will ever get you past the fact that that's grace that he did it. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't get the benefit of that grace because they don't choose to take the benefit of that grace. Right. So grace all by itself is unearned favor. Mm-hmm. That unearned favor is that Jesus died for you and you can be saved and go to heaven if you will simply step over, receive that grace, which includes receiving that lifestyle. That's what yeah. he's saying. But grace through faith means I have grace and this room we're in is mm-hmm. grace and I get to live in grace. Mm-hmm. And all the requirements of grace, all the callings of grace, all the parables that describe grace, all the parables that describe sonship, Mm -hmm. having a heavenly father. But it's through faith. And faith is the door that I had to go through to get in this room. Now, there's several things about that that are amazing. I have to come through the door of faith to have the grace. Mm -hmm. And the door of faith is this it's knowing god mm-hmm. it's knowing god if you separate if you remove the word faith from the equation and put it in its place knowing god mm-hmm. we are saved by grace and that through knowing god mm-hmm. i trust him to save me i trust him to forgive me i trust him to hear me and see me and respond to me yeah. because i know him and that, by definition, is faith. I trust him to take care of me. Mm-hmm. I can hope all I want if I don't know him. I can hear what you say about him and decide I'd like to believe that. Mm-hmm. But if I get to know him, then by knowing God, great, we are saved by grace and that through knowing God. It says, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, knowing God without works is dead. Replace the word again. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. Without knowing him, it's impossible to please him, which is what this verse is saying. And that makes complete sense. Like, If you don't know somebody, how are you going to please them? I mean, everywhere, Abraham, and and Abraham believed God, and it was... uh, Counted to him as righteousness. It counted him as righteousness through faith. He believed God. Through knowing God, he believed God, and that was attributed as righteousness to him. And I think you just put, it's just, you just replace the word faith with knowing God in every scripture you know. Mm-hmm. And this will all start to come, you know. And so we are saved by grace and that through knowing God. Wow. We are saved by grace and faith is the door to get to grace. And the door of faith is knowing God. Yeah. Get to know who God is. Here at the Father's house, our number one pursuit on the planet Earth in everything, our classes, everything we've ever described from at our School of Transformation full-time, our School of Transformation Light, mm-hmm. even our School of Transformation on the Move, which mm-hmm. is a um, online video, online video, video yeah. series yep. that you can just pay a fee and, and yep. watch at your own leisure. Uh, your own time it doesn't there's even one that's teacher guided yep. that you pay a few dollars extra for. and all of them are the same thing. We're trying to teach you who God is and how this works. Yeah. And the most amazing thing, you know, uh, is just this revelation of the word faith and the what faith really is. What is faith? If I need faith to get grace, what is it? Just saying I believe? Hmm. Or just what? What is it? Faith without works is known, is, is, is dead. Faith without works is dead. Well, 
then what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Well, knowing God without works is dead. I and mean, when you translate that word like that again, it explains everything on earth that yeah. I, I can try to work my way to heaven and no one's ever going to be saved that way. And doesn't matter how you boast, you're mm-hmm. wrong. You're not going to be saved by good works. But Jesus did a good work and that's going to save me. So it, it, his good work's going to save me. Mm-hmm. And if I decide to go the avenue of believing and knowing him, I will receive grace for all that I've done and all that I've lived. I'm going to be a free ride. He's going to pay the penalty. But walking with Jesus, to know Jesus is to know good works. Everywhere you read in the Bible, he's healing, saving, preaching, walking from town to town, doing good deeds, serving, washing feet, and then eventually taking a whipping you wouldn't believe, taking a beating (laughs) first through the night, then a whipping at the whipping post. Yep. And then being nailed to a cross right. for you and me. He did good works yeah. for you and me. And what's saying is we walk with him. It's being it's we are created. Mm-hmm. This new this new me, this born again me mm-hmm. is created for good works. Yeah. And anyone that says you don't got to do good works, it isn't a got to. That's the other side of the coin that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Is everybody turns it into a got to because there's this entitlement personality or this this woe is me or selfishness personality. I, I don't got to do good works. Right. No, I get to yeah. do good works. And let me say it in better English. I do not have to do good works. Mm-hmm. No, I get to do good works. And I can't believe that he would actually use me to do good works. And if he's going to use me, I want to be faithful to it. And, and when I'm done with this good work, I want to have more. Come on, more. Bring me more. Yeah. And I can go on all day telling you the projects I'm involved right. in. There's this weird fear almost from some Christian leaders that somehow if you do good works that that somehow you're going to become prideful and suddenly believe that that's what saved you yeah yeah and that's not at all what we're saying we're no. not we're not saying it like there's no statue or mm-hmm. crucifix that you could build which would suddenly be this is the reason that I'm saved yeah. it, it, it all comes down to the cross itself and its work that, and and uh, and what a crucifix is for what a cross or a Jesus yeah. walk or any kind of thing that brings to remembrance yeah. it's to do what Jesus said to eat of his flesh and drink yeah. of his blood and as often as you do this remember me right. it's all about remembering him so that we don't forget who mm-hmm. we are it's all about remembering him so that we don't forget what he did what's right. the work of the gospel mm-hmm. that i'm supposed to grab a hold of yeah that's and you know we have this we have these strange things in society society today where we we don't want anything negative that we've done in our lives to define us I know. But then we also, but then we do want all the positive things that we do to define us too. So we kind of like want merit for what we do that's good. And then we want, we don't want the bad things we do to have any kind of weighing on who we are. And we try to separate works from who we are. And it's this whole sort of, there's such a confusion in what makes us us. And I think it's sometimes in that, that this whole works thing becomes such a big deal because people are like well i don't want to be known for what i do i just i'm just feel safe and secure and that jesus loves me no matter what and mm-hmm. we want to hold on to this safe feeling but i think that what that does is it, it stops us from really living for him and keeps us just as like as baby christians as opposed to mature believers that i, can, I really know. think that's so crazy yeah i on the other hand want to be i want who i am and what i do yeah. to define me whoever says i'm not defined by what i do yeah. well let me just tell you something if you lie yeah. you're a liar 
you steal, you're a thief. That defines you. Mm-hmm. If you're if you rob women of their, you know, by by sexuality, mm-hmm. then that's what you are. Right. And if you kill people, you're a murderer. Right. If you bless people, you're a blessing. Mm-hmm. You do good to people, you're a good person. Right. You serve Jesus with all your heart, you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I am defined only by what I do. Right. In fact, sometimes, sometimes what I say needs to be taken with a grain of salt mm-hmm. until you've looked at what I do mm-hmm. and seen that my actions speak louder than my words, and I am defined by what I do. And I don't even understand any philosophy that says you're not. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy, it's unbelievable. They want to say, you know, the Christian ones want to say you're defined by what Jesus did. Right. And I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. It's just I am defined by what Jesus did, but what good was what he did if I don't do something about it? Yeah, and nothing changes in you. That's right. right. What if I just, I, I was raised in it, and I, mm-hmm. what, I ran off. Mm-hmm. What if I stayed run off? I'm right. not defined by what Jesus mm-hmm. did. I'm defined by what I chose to do by rejecting him because the men in white robes, not white robes, black robes, mm-hmm. white collars, mm-hmm. uh, misrepresented to mm-hmm. me what I thought. And so my pro, my little kid judgment, I ran off, yeah. and what good did Jesus do? Me? Right. None, but because I turned and came back and said, wait a minute, I found out you're real. Mm -hmm. I'll follow you. Then everything I did from that moment on defines me, and I want it to define me. When someone says, who is Steve Orsillo? I'm going to say, he's a Christian, man. I I like one guy. He he, he bought a house from me, and so we got to know each other. And um, he wasn't too far from the church, so we got to talk a little bit, you know? And he would just, I mean, he would out loud in the church say that's a jesus man mm-hmm. i've never been more proud mm-hmm. like that's the, that's right you know yeah, <laughs> yeah okay yeah and yeah. i have people say other things about me that aren't true and it's like no that's not true mm-hmm. and then other people who knew me in the old to say you are this and i say, well i i understand why you still think i'm that because that's who you, i used to be right and you're accurate i was that mm-hmm. i was a hater right but I'm not anymore no no and, and i suppose that's the heart of this passage really is that paul's saying you were once a son of disobedience, you were once this way. and You were once dead. And now you're, you're alive. And you're now alive. that you're alive, live this way. But somehow we we want to be this alive person, but we kind of want to keep hold of the, the works of the dead man. And it's, a, it's such a backwards. It's such a backwards. <laughs> yeah. It's even a totally backwards yeah. interpretation of these verses. Right. It's just crazy what he's trying to say. Yeah. No matter how hard you work, you're not going to make it without Jesus. That's all that's saying. And if you stop trying to make it without Jesus, you'll get to add works to Jesus, who is works. Jesus and everything that provides your salvation is all the works. And you're going to come around here and be recreated. And you're going to be recreated as alive. Mm -hmm. And when you're recreated and born again as alive, you're going to do it for good works. And if the, if the creator and Lord of the heavens and the earth was to stop doing and stop working, we might be in trouble. I oh, my gosh. It's why, the, it's why the church has a bad reputation. We quit working. Right. But I'm saying if God stopped working, yeah, we'd, be, God. Oh, we'd, yeah. <laughs> we'd be in trouble. We'd all be flying off right. a globe that's spinning in space. Yeah. We'd be flying off in the universe. I mean, gravity so, yeah. is just an absolute miracle from God. Yeah. Holds us to the planet. Yeah. A little bit of a bummer when you step off something and you fall. Gravity <laughs> kind of works against yeah. you. But the truth is, we need it. when you're falling off a building headed to splat on the sidewalk, you should be praising God for gravity because you're not spinning off into space. Yeah. 
But um, <laughs> <laughs> what he says, yeah. Kevin's over going, What? And what I just like to talk a little bit about uh, sure. before we come to a close is just this last verse of verse ten. Uh, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. Like one of the one of the things we do, people do like to talk about, are kind of about works, but again, somehow separated is uh, calling and what I'm made for and what's my purpose. And, oh my God. And I just, <laughs> Steve oh is shaking his head. If you, for those of you, the that only are way you can do that is if you're a one verse religion, <laughs> right? Everything else in here talks about, I mean this, and this, this also supports it. This is not a mm-hmm. contradiction, mm-hmm. but taken alone, it can mean whatever you want. You, your right. aunt can be your uncle. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you can make whatever it's, it's, you can go to the pronouns you identify with. Right. I mean, you can become whatever you want mm-hmm. with, you take a verse and make mm-hmm. it your theology, but that's not what it's talking about. It's, 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 it's talking about being formed in for good works is predestined. It's before the beginning of the earth. Mm-hmm. He decided I'm going to go down here. Like, These guys can't save themselves. Mm-hmm. They cannot get out of their own way. So I'm going to go down there. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and allow them an opportunity to be born again. And then I'm going to send them the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And they're, I'm going to send them my presence to live with them and keep them and guide them and move them and inspire them. And what Paul's saying is that you're created and formed for good works in Christ Jesus. Mm. When you come over and jump into Christ, you're accepting all that believe means. Mm-hmm. You believes in me will have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you will have eternal life. That's if you're in Christ Jesus. Oh. All things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God is for me, who can be against me? All of these verses, they all work in the same fashion for those who are in Christ Jesus, who have chosen to believe in what his definition of believe is, not Dorothy clicking her heels and saying there's no place like home. Mm -hmm. That's not what believe in Christianity means. It means you're in with your life, you're in with your time, you're in with your energy. Yes, your wallet comes along too, your money, your (laughs) bank account go with you. And it's if you come into this born again nature and allow him to make you brand new, you are formed, fashioned, and created in Christ Jesus for good works. And those good works are simple. It isn't complicated. In every parable, it's the same. Loving those who don't necessarily deserve to be loved in the same manner as Christ loved us who do not, did not deserve at the time to be loved. He should have rejected me. He didn't. He loved me. I don't know why. I did not love him in return. And then later when I found out he was real and that he hadn't rejected me, I said, I'll give you my life. I'll walk with you. Yeah. And, and at that point, everything I did was good works. I, all I wanted to do was work for him. Mm-hmm. One day, I actually, it wasn't even the first few months or even years, I realized I work for him. Mm-hmm. I don't work for this boss. And, you know, I was, didn't like bosses much. <laughs> But I found out, wait a minute, I'm not working for the boss. I'm working for him. Even this work in the restaurant or this work digging ditches or mm-hmm. any of the things I had to do in my early Christianity, it was for him. Uh-huh. And and, it, and so that became a good work yeah. because the money I'm making, I'm making to bless people. Mm-hmm. And it all comes and we're all together. And it's what it's talking about. You, 
you're for we are his workmanship. He's creating you in your born again nature for good works, which God prepared for, for him. The good works are sitting there waiting for you to pick them. It's like manna. Mm -hmm. You starve to death or you pick them up and eat it. Right. You starve to death or you go out and these these works are laying there mm -hmm. to do. You know how frustrating it is to be called by God to do something in his church. Mm -hmm. Have a vision and nobody will help you. Wow. If you're like me, you go do it yourself. <laughs> and then you kind of get criticized for doing it yourself, right? All right. And you just keep going, right? Keep going and doing it yourself and saying, look what we did. You want to help me on the next one? Mm -hmm. Look, this, and I tell them, this was the most awesome thing. Mm -hmm. I loved doing it by myself. I'm so grateful I got to do it mm -hmm. by myself. I didn't have to do it by myself. Mm -hmm. But nobody else would catch the vision that God gave me. And then eventually people do come, and, and, it, and it's marvelous. As yeah. people begin to see that this, there's vision for everybody. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of jobs like manna to pick up from the ground and eat and take on. And there's so much good to do. Yeah. And many people are created to lead and do things like I am. And, and other people are created to join people like mm -hmm. me and get things done. And it just doesn't really matter. You're his workmanship. Mm -hmm. He's created in you a desire to do good. And then he's also provided all these jobs that are good. Hey, you're, you want to do good? Hey, you're in luck because you wouldn't believe how many good projects I have on the earth to try to get the gospel so that my son did not die in vain, get it communicated to the world. Come and do this. Get people's attention so you can stand up and say, it's Jesus. Wow. It's Jesus. If it sounds, too, if life sounds too good to be true, if my life sounds too good to be true, it's Jesus. Really and good. I can show you how to become a person who f submits to, that volunteers to, mm -hmm. that molds into his workmanship yeah. and lets his, it be his work and not yours. And it's your hands, your feet, your mouth, your money, mm -hmm. and not really my money, but money he gave to me to use. Right. And it's like, and then the resources come or don't come. And, and all of us have this frustration. But when someone comes along and says, let me write a check for what you're doing and just, to, you know, blank check. Mm -hmm. Get it done and tell me how much and I'll cover it. Hmm. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. That's always the mission. I always wanted to do that ministry. You know, I, I, I wanted God to give me money. I can just help people accomplish what God called them yeah. to do because that's what this verse is about here. Just as we are commit, we are created for good works. We are his workmanship and he, and lucky for us, he's got a whole bunch hmm. of good works to do. I think uh, just one thing that you kind of, uh, touch on it for a moment it was one of the things that you've taught me that changed the way I look at a lot of things they do is the idea that even the word works itself because there's a stigma attached to it it turns people off but just the idea of almost the things that I do being as worship to the Lord like if I'm going to I know whether it's like you said digging a ditch or it's um, working in a restaurant or it's doing work in an office or whatever it is that you do and seeing all those little things cleaning a toilet as worship unto the lord and that is a work and offering of something to him it starts to change my, the perspective on the little things into yeah. being like because when we use the word worship oh, I'm, I'm doing this as an act of worship but all of a sudden it takes the stigma of <laughs> yeah i i I'm afraid he uses the words work. He so does. I'm going to use those words. And, I, and I, I get that. You know, my kids would come and say, can I, can I help you? You know, and I mm. said, well, this is, we're using a nail gun, man. It's not something <laughs> a kid uses. Well, stay away from this saw. Yeah. Well, what can I do? Well, it's kind of dangerous for you to walk here because you're not aware mm -hmm. of the pitfalls, you know. So maybe in a couple of years when you grow up a little bit, you can help me. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, honestly, that's so disappointing for a kid. Mm -hmm. And the idea that uh, when I was in early church ministry and there was never jobs for people who wanted to minister, Mm -hmm. they were always held back. No, let the ministers do this. You just kind of come. You just, you be an attendee. Mm -hmm. People were always frustrated. They fell away. They lost their heart, right? Mm -hmm. But when you did let somebody help, it was like lighting them on fire, man. Mm -hmm. And when my kids did get old enough to handle the nail gun or to at least hold the pieces that yeah. I could shoot the nail gun on or yeah, I mostly used a hammer anyway, but mm-hmm. they didn't know how to use a hammer. It was a mess for them to use a hammer. So <laughs> when I finally would try to teach them how to use the hand tools, yeah. um, you know, it was like the fa- their father was teaching them and letting him help them. Wow. They were more pain to have their, it was way worse having them help me than it was them not helping. It's easier for without them. Way like, yeah. easier yeah. without them. Yeah. You know, they just were in the way, causing bent nails, <laughs> yep. all kinds of stuff, putting things in the wrong place. But I let them help me because that's how you teach people, and they grow. And, and but for them, it was so much more than just pounding a few nails. It was they were helping their dad. And that's kind of the way I see Christianity. Is uh, that's why I keep using the term. I don't have to do any of this stuff. That's really good. There's so many works that I don't. I, I guess I don't look at it as I have mm-hmm. to do it. It's just what comes natural. If you're a fish, you swim. Hmm. If you, you know, if you're a bird, you fly. That's good. And if you belong to Jesus Christ, you just get to work in his kingdom. He lets you. That's good. I get to work for Jesus. Hmm. And I chose the path of Jesus because I want to be forgiven and I want to be saved and I want to be born again. That's good. Oh, I needed to be born again. I needed, <laughs> I needed some yeah. brainwashing to go on in my really old brain. So, well, okay, so here I am sitting here on the sidelines and there's all this preaching of the gospel to the whole world and doing all these things. What am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, he says, come on, son, come over. I'll let, you, I'll let you pound this little. You might bend it a couple of times, but I'll let you get in the <laughs> way and do that. And I really did. I've gotten in the way of God's work a lot. Yeah. And he's never fired me. He's never sent me away. Wow. He's never made even jokes that it's easier without you like I'm, I do, you know. He just he just lets me work with him, and so I say all the time, I get to work for him. That's I don't right, have yeah. to. I get to. Yeah. He he lets me. It's the greatest desire on earth to use what I have for the kingdom, and he lets me. Yeah, and the place and the in that van, the, the things he's chosen to use me for and you for, and the place we've been and things that we've got to do, do are just beyond imagination. Beyond really. imagination. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing to live a life. Yeah. loving him and being used by him and for all everybody listening today we just encourage you to uh step into this new life with jesus and allow yourself to be the instrument or the vessel that he can use to Amen. extend the kingdom and you know I, wherever you are there's a need around you that you can become his uh his tool to make a difference and so look, right. let, just pray and ask him to show you or open your eyes and you'll find somebody that you can share the gospel with and step into a new life so thanks so much for joining us today thanks steve for sharing your heart and uh we will be back next week amen amen you've been listening to the uncommon truth thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine we really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback you can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommon truth podcast at gmail.com you can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicky or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. 
If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.